I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, so uh, teenagers drive us crazy, am I right? Is it just me? From making really irresponsible choices to acting immature, mouthing off, being incredibly moody, and thinking they know everything. Sure, there are lots of wonderful things about them too, but we're not talking about that in this episode. I'm trying to make a point, okay? Do y'all remember being teenagers? I do, and I do not miss it at all. That was a really hard time in life trying to figure out how to be independent in your thinking and how to navigate all those mood swings and hormones. Everything was way more dramatic than it needed to be because we made it that way, and we truly thought absolutely everything was the end of the world. My oldest son and I have been butting heads on occasion, more frequently now than not, because he chooses to argue about everything and does not ever believe he is wrong and I just don't have time to argue about milk for 20 minutes. I feel like I probably roll my eyes more at this point than my teenagers do. There have been times that I have not been as heavy-handed because I remember being that age and thinking and acting the exact same ways and a lot of times I acted way dumber. So remembering what it was like to be a teenager is pretty motivational to showing them grace sometimes. But you know what I find is neat and actually very special? Jesus shows us grace even though he can't relate. Meaning, when he was on earth, he was a teenager. He was perfect. Hebrews 4, 14-15 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not... A high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. First Peter two twenty one through twenty four for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live into righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. First John chapter 3, verses 3-5 through 5 says, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So Jesus lived through all of the same things we have and more as a teenager and as an adult, yet he never, ever sinned. He can't relate. Instead of saying, wow, you weak little humans, you deserve nothing. I've been able to live as a human on earth like you and go through it all and y'all just don't measure it up. You fail with a big fat F. No, sir. Instead, he had compassion, empathy, and deep love for us. He chose to die for us even though he couldn't relate. Romans 5, 6 through 12. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were, were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. 
Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. I know that was a lot of verses, but I hope y'all were able to follow that because it is so good. Rewind the podcast if you need to to listen to it again, or better yet, look it up in your Bible and circle it, underline it. While we were yet sinners, doing wicked things, running as far away from him as we could, he died for us anyway. He knew of our rebellion in the future, yet he died for us anyway. Even though we were his enemies, he still died for us and showed us grace. Sin entered the world by Adam, and Jesus died for us to take it all away if we would just ask because he is gracious, even though he can't relate. You know what else he is? Long-suffering. <laughs> Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to his word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Romans 2, 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? That's just a couple of the verses that talk about his longsuffering. And in case you don't know what it means, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as patiently enduring lasting offense or hardships. Obviously, the offenses are being done by us. Teenagers aren't the only ones that need grace. All humans do. Truth be told, we all struggle with acting how we stereotype teenagers as towards God, if that makes sense. And oh, how long-suffering he is with our rebelliousness, immaturity, moodiness, and know-it-all attitudes. We are the very picture of pride. Maybe I should parent better, and maybe I should be a better daughter to our Heavenly Father. We can relate on both sides of that coin. Jesus can't relate to anything except perfection, which makes his love, graciousness, forgiveness, and long-suffering that much more incredible. If you need a Bible or have any questions or prayer requests, always feel free to message me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you all next Monday. 